0: Hello, and welcome back to They Made Another One, where each week we discuss an often forgotten installment in a franchise and see if you should check it out for yourself. I'm one of your hosts, Corey, and with me, I've got Liam. In the words
1: of Audrey, I'm so sorry that your family is gone, but killing yourself is not going
2: to change that. And Mitch. Compared to the Viet Cong,
0: we'll be in a tiger cage. Who said that? Uh, That was, that was like the... the we're old, in the business of attributing our movie quotes and in our intros. Okay.
2: Well, that's like the old, the old
0: blind dude who's like the war vet. Oh, the Sarge. Yeah, Sarge. Come on. Keep up, Kudroski. We got to watch movies over here. <laughs> we got to quote movies over here. Um, So if you don't know what those quotes are from, good news we're going to tell you. If you didn't read the title and decided to just hit play, you just trusted us. You saw a new episode in your feed and you were like, hmm. This could be about anything, and I didn't listen to last week's episode, so I'm just going to go into this one, see what those TMAO boys got in store. I'll tell you, it's beyond Skyline. I know what some of you might be thinking. Beyond what? And don't worry, we'll tell you that also. But first, I want to just get right into this. I gotta know. Guys, what do you know about Skyline? I thought it
2: was like a city building video game or something, or like a spinoff of that. That is a thing that you're not totally
0: wrong. Yeah. Cities, Skylines. I knew absolutely nothing about it. (laughs) Nothing at all? Zip. Had you heard of Skyline, like the 2010 film Skyline? No. Okay. Liam, had you heard of the 2010 film Skyline? Not at all, Corey. Uh, Not at all?
1: I heard about it as much as whatever it was that made me put Skyline on the list because I did that. So at some point, probably at like 4am, I just ended up at a weird nook of the internet. I had never been where I found the movie Skyline's Wikipedia page and then saw that it had a sequel. Um, And I put it on the list because I was like, this movie Skyline, I think I know less about this movie than any other movie we've done on this podcast and so it has a sequel so i'm gonna put it on and then i won't think about it again and that's what i did i have no idea what the skyline franchise is none of it this movie doesn't ring a bell uh the original that came out much earlier rings no bells i've got nothing on skyline
2: yeah and i like nothing either. like it would have been my shit around like 2010 cuz I grew up on movies like this like like Battle for Los Angeles and like you know around that time like I was watching a lot of stuff like this but yeah, th- I those are I've, all don't think I've heard of it.
1: Those are all the movies I avoided around that time so I guess I just repressed this one and it went away. Yeah. And as for 2017 when Beyond Skyline came out I don't know what I was doing cuz at that point I like I kept <laughs> cause tabs that whole on year was a well, I, I, it was actually quite the opposite. I mean, I like kind of knew most every movie that was coming out, and I heard about them all, and I would go to see stuff that I had never heard of and had no interest in. And I, I can't recall ever hearing about Beyond Skyline in my entire life. Skyline 2010, I can kind of buy. Okay, I was in ninth grade thinking about other things, but I have no idea how I missed this one. Uh, I've... I'm, I'm totally out of it. I'm out of my depth on this episode entirely. Well, I
0: don't think... Um, like, if, if somebody came up to me today and was like, hey, did you hear about that new Dune movie? And they went, what? I would be kind of surprised. But I don't think Beyond Skyline or Skyline to that end was um, like a similarly significant film in terms of scope and rollout. So I don't think it's unreasonable to have never heard of these things. Sure,
1: um, yeah, right. But like... You know, I hear I hear of most stuff. You know, I don't want to toot my own horn or anything. But, <laughs> but I've got ears; they work. I've got ears; they definitely work. And
0: uh, yeah, you're gonna have to teach me, Corey.
2: Yeah, this year, load of the ground, nothing gets past me.
0: <laughs> well, uh, I was uh, perhaps last episode touted as some kind of skyline expert, uh, and I regret to inform you that I'm not that. Uh, but I had heard of the movie Skyline, uh, which came out in 2010. Um, I'm I might have seen it, uh, but if I saw it, I don't remember anything about it. There's an outside chance I was confusing it uh, with Battle Los Angeles. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I don't think came out the same year, I think that was 2011. Right. And I read on the Skyline
1: Wikipedia page that um, there was sort of an issue because the dudes who directed Skyline did the visual effects for Battle of Los Angeles. And when Sony Entertainment learned that they were working on their own movie with vis- visual effects that was going to come out around a similar time, uh, they were pissed.
0: That seems like a stupid thing to get pissed about. What can you do? <laughs> uh... I'm reading here that nothing came of that legal action, so I guess everything was fine. Um I think like, was like,
1: that's a stupid thing to get pissed about.
0: Well, I guess more so what I mean by that is like Sony's huge, right? Did they did they earnestly think that this this movie that apparently cost like only ten million dollars was gonna compete with their gigantic fucking giga huge Movie with I think Michelle Rodriguez in it, probably not. <laughs> like you know what I mean. Yeah.
2: In twenty ten, like ten million was worth more than it is today. But yeah, yeah.
0: But that was most of that was effects. I'm reading it was yeah. m- like the actual like shooting of it apparently cost like five hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. But we're not here to talk about that one. uh We're not here to talk about economics either. No, of which I'm an expert in neither. <laughs> uh, we are here to talk about Beyond Skyline, which came out seven years later um it's directed by liam o'donnell who uh is the writer and one of the producers of the first movie i should say co-writer of the first movie he picked it back up several years later and then he also made a movie called skylines and what i deeply respect him for with skylines is that the e is a three because it's the third one and i think that's great (coughs) I mean it. Don't laugh at me. I ju- I think more movies need to be made with the creative sensibility of putting a three directly in your movie's title. When are we gonna get five? Kareem? I don't know. That well, was a missed opportunity. When really I was. saw
2: the three in the when I saw the three in the title, like that made me kind of dread watching this movie even more. That makes you a coward. I know, but I just like I'm I'm allergic to that shit. Well, um, uh,
0: get an epipen because I think it's good. And I think it's as good as putting the subtitle before the title. <laughs> Can you imagine going up to some kid that's
1: allergic to peanut butter, and you're like mucking a PB&J sandwich, and you're like, "Hey, bro, just get an EpiPen. This sandwich is kick-ass."
0: <laughs> <laughs> Th- those are not fair comparisons of what I'm saying. Um, it's worth uh, it. Come on, but uh, so he made Skylines. <sighs> I think he's making a fourth one. So they're just carrying through this whole Skyline situation they're just figuring out where to put the four in the world <laughs> skyline <laughs> oh my god uh and it's taken it so long he wrote and directed this as mentioned and then this movie was edited by sean albertson who uh did a couple uh sylvester stallone career revival movies by which i mean rocky balboa so rocky six and rambo 2008 cool. he edited both of both those good contenders for the podcast and also uh edited the expendables three um, Great
1: contender for the podcast
0: and a couple episodes of the TV show Channel Zero, which I think was on Shutter. No, that was on uh It was somewhere Sci-Fi or no? That's
1: a Canadian channel. That sounds right, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, sci- no, Sci-Fi is an American channel. Yeah, I think it was Sci-Fi. I think yeah. you're
2: thinking the Space Channel, which is Canadian. Right. Space, space Channel yeah. yeah, is Canadian. Yeah, and like this, this would be like playing on there. I bet you, like, or yeah. this franchise
0: feels like I watch with my dad all the time. There was two, so there was two editors. So then, Banner Gwynn uh, was in the editorial department for Lawless, uh, and Zero Dark Thirty, and edited Children of the Corn, the most recent one, and uh, <laughs> and a Nike SB commercial, which I actually found on YouTube and watched. Tell me this, Corey. Is uh-huh. the most recent Children of
1: the Corn still the most recent one that we talked about when we did Children of the Corn Five? I think so, because it's from twenty twenty. Okay yeah there has been no more yet just that's our
0: that's our bi-yearly children of the corn check Check check-in yeah (laughs) because there's probably gonna be more let's be honest
2: just checking in on the kids
0: (laughs) popping some corn so uh those are our two editors um and then cinematographer we've got christopher probst who's done an absolute fucking boatload of music videos Oh, I'm glad
1: that you said that he's actually done a lot of stuff because it was, I thought it would be really mean if you were
0: like, and he has done absolutely fuck all. Oh something. my God. No, no, no. He uh, He's done videos for um the Black Eyed Peas and Ariana Grande and Lady Gaga, Eminem, Katy Perry, Britney Spears, Taylor Swift, and all that's great. It's but perhaps stuff. his most important cultural artifact will be The fact that he shot the music video for When I Grow Up by the Pussycat Dolls. If you want to be
1: my lover.
0: Close, but no. (laughs) Not quite. When I grow
1: up, I want to be famous. I want to be star. Uh, You're singing it like you don't want to be heard. Oh, was that actually it? Yes. (laughs) Shit. I was trying to do a joke where I said the wrong
0: (laughs) (laughs) song. No, you got it in two. Damn. (laughs) Oops, I did it again but oh no, yeah so uh thank you christopher probst for that uh that cultural contribution um and then the music is by nathan whitehead who has done music for several video games uh including days gone and also back for blood which just came out and uh also he did the music for the purge the purge anarchy and the purge election year so we mm. will probably hear from nathan whitehead again <laughs> that's right yeah and um yes this is a. Uh, A parallel sequel to the movie Skyline, which was directed by Greg and Colin Strauss. That's the best way I can think to describe it. It's a sequel that is happening as the first movie is also happening. That's sick. Can you guys think of any other movies that do that? I genuinely can't.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like it's kind of Cloverfield like, but even then Cloverfield, it turns out they didn't actually do that. Like they're doing kind of different universes.
0: I'm trying to think I can't think of more. It's such
1: a cool idea. Like it's a
0: really good idea. Yeah, props. Because big like invasion movies, you can set any other genre of story within that. Yeah, big big events
2: really lend themselves to Yeah, so it's like like, I would love
0: Well, it's like Shin Godzilla.
2: It's like
0: the thing we just did where it's like, hey, this is like the political angle the bureaucracy angle of a monster movie. You can just do that. This movie beyond skyline, at least starts as the tense father, son story of an alien invasion. It does not end that way, but it does start that way. (laughs) And um, I, I think there's a pretty big untapped potential and essentially just not focusing on the, the big mega hero Of everything, and again, by the end of the movie, it's kind of doing that. But I like that it it doesn't just it's this isn't just Independence Day, you know what I mean? Yeah. I I like that it it has other interests and goals. Beyond battle,
2: battle Los Angeles either. It's no, it's its its own. It's funny.
0: I I didn't know about that. Um initial connection to the first movie because this movie i have in my notes several times i think this movie reminds me of battle los angeles but i don't remember anything about that movie other than it being a fairly on the ground perspective of this kind of alien invasion Mm -hmm. yeah
1: i felt the exact same way i mean particularly in the first 30 minutes of this movie and i was like I've never seen Battle of Los Angeles either. I have seen but, that, but, but, but this is what I imagine it was, and probably why I avoided the original back in the day.
0: Right? Yeah. So, uh, this movie. Okay, I'm gonna give a pretty general plot synopsis. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of ground to cover. Yeah, and then uh, we'll get to it as we go, uh, because this movie starts with Mark. Mark is a cop. And he uh is off the force currently, but he's going to be coming back for one reason or another. And you know, he's off the force because he's got the mouthwash in his car the and also the, the whiskey in his car. And also his son <laughs> keeps getting arrested. So this movie sets itself up as being a story about like, um, a dad who's kind of n- down on his luck, not really meeting his responsibilities and trying to get a handle on his son. Who's like spiraling a bit. um, And what their relationship will grow into being. And that story is promptly interrupted. uh, By an alien invasion. And then the movie. Turns into. uh, This group. Of strangers forced into. A difficult situation where they're trying to get to safety. During this. You know like. Calamity. Um, And that. That escape doesn't go great um, because most people are killed except for a handful of people. We've got Mark. We've got Trent, who is his son. We've got Audrey, who was driving the subway train they were on at the time. There is a blind homeless man named Sarge, and I believe that is everybody. And unfortunately, they all get abducted into an alien spaceship. Then the movie turns into what are these, what's up with these aliens and how do we get off this spaceship? What can we do? And then it turns into, uh, trying to save the prodigal child who might have the cure, uh, because a baby is born, uh, by a character from the first movie. I had to look that up, but Elaine is in the first movie and Jared, her husband is a, is a character from the first movie. So that's where those timelines meet up is on the ship.
2: Yeah, that was a that was a something that I kind of wondered. <laughs>
0: but- yeah, so that's where that cro- that's where that crossover point is, and I'm assuming the rest of it just goes where it goes. Um, Elaine dies giving birth, and we learn that the aliens are harvesting the brains of humans to power. What I thought were just other aliens, but really they work more like mech suits if they require like a pilot. Yeah, so they're, they're har- harvesting like, the babies too. They're more like mech suits that are alien than raw aliens. They're more cyber. Then organic and then those mech suits can ride in bigger mech suits of all different shapes and sizes um and this kid is growing real fast and they don't really know why then mark's son has his brain ripped out and mark and jared jared is got his brain put in an alien body but he's a good guy because he like realized what was happening to him because he has memories of being a human i guess and they're trying to destroy the ship uh, and that kind of works. And then uh, they end up in the jungle. Um, and all the the characters are speaking um, Laotian. So where we're in Laos or Lao, I, I don't actually know which one is 100% correct. Then the movie turns into like fighting alongside the underground resistance against an alien threat, which frankly makes the alien invasion feel like it's been happening for like years and not like a day. Because this movie takes over, takes place over the course of what feels like only really like four days tops. So uh, the one thing I'm kind of unclear on is how they had... Well, I guess they had such a setup because they also sell drugs uh, to s- sustain themselves. Uh, because, you know, times are tough. And uh, that kind of plays into their hands. And then it all climaxes in a big... Kaiju fight alien standoff at a big temple shrine uh that then jumps 10 years into the future and begins a fight beyond the moon in space. If that sounded like a lot it's cuz it is. This movie's like six different movies at the same fucking time. This movie's nuts, dude. This movie's yeah, crazy. <laughs> I'm wondering if maybe the
1: best way to get our perspectives on this movie after we've given our general thoughts that is um, is go like one chunk at a time. Is to is to go. We can go by chunk chronologically, but I also want to I want to hear you guys say what your favorite chunk is and least favorite. It kind of feels like an anthology film, um, in that like it just jumps from one like setting to another setting twenty minutes at a time, and so I'd be interested to hear what parts of the movie. Yeah, well, for there's you, a whole chunk where any, it just and...
0: kind of becomes a martial arts movie, right? Yeah, which yeah. is sick to be clear, but uh. Yeah, no, I think that's a great idea. Just one last thing I got to read off is our cast here, because it took me a really long time to explain the 14 movies inside of Beyond Skyline. Uh, So we've got Frank Grillo who's playing our lead. Uh, He's also in The Purge, Anarchy and Election Year. Mm -hmm. Um, He's in End of Watch. Uh, He's in a horror movie called Mother's Day. Um, He's in Wolf Warrior 2, which we could do on the show. And Mother's Day we can do as well. That's a remake. And he's uh, in some Marvel stuff, uh, which every actor is at this point, I think. Um Bojana Novakovic plays Audrey. She was in Itanya in a movie called Thunderstruck, which is gonna come up later Where's because uh Callan Mulvey, I'll jump ahead, uh Harper, who he plays the Doctor, uh was also in that movie Thunderstruck.
1: Thunderstruck.
0: Thank you, Liam. And uh guest room status <laughs> EP out now. Um, Callan Mulvey is also in Too Old to Die Young, which I'm shouting out for Mitch's sake. Um, <laughs> and also Zero Dark Thirty, which one of the editors of this movie worked on, so it all comes together. Uh, Johnny Weston is playing Trent. Uh, he was in Uh, John Dies at the End, and the two sequels to Divergent, which is that Shailene Woodley mm. Hunger Games ish thing. He was in the two of those after that. <laughs> Is it true that that series never finished? Is that like the one books of those? didn't
1: finish? No, the movies. Oh, I don't know. I know there's one of those YA franchises
0: that like... Could you look that up while I finished reading it?
1: Yeah, one of the movies came out and then just it just like... I think that one and the one before it weren't performing the way they wanted. And then so they just stopped.
0: Yeah, look that up because I'd be curious to know if you don't mind. Sure. Because uh, I'm going to get uh, to my boy, Eco uh, Uace. Who is playing Sua, who's the underground resistance man. He's in the raid and the raid two, and the night comes for us. And uh, he was recently in Snake Eyes, and he'll also be in the Expendables four. Uh, that dude kicks ass. Um, and then Pamela and Chi is playing Kanye, who is his sister. Um, I didn't find a ton of stuff that um, we might know just because it's not a lot of it's not in English, uh, but there's a TV show that seemed interesting to me called 2025, so I wanted to shout that out. And then we have uh, Yayan. Rahian who is playing Huana who is like the military cop guy, he was also in the raid in the raid too. Uh and he was in John Wick 3 and a few other things. Uh oh, John Wick 3 that'd be fun to do. Antonio Fargus plays Char- uh Sarge. He was in Shaft, you heard me say half the word Shaft cuz I read ahead in my notes. Uh he was in Foxy Brown, Firestarter and Halloween or Howling 6 the Freaks. That literally that installment specifically is on our list <laughs> <laughs> well yeah maybe we'll see him again um and then jacob vargas plays garcia who is mark's cop friend he was in the hills have eyes too That's good. um man there's we're gonna be here until we're 100 years old until we're dead speaking of 100 Lindsay morgan plays rose who is the grown-up version of the kid in the movie uh and she was on the tv show the 100 <laughs> wow So uh, with all that out of the way. (laughs) All
1: right, Corey, let me get back to you on this quick. This Divergent series. Yeah, they had three movies and a theatrical sequel titled The Divergent Series Ascendant based on the latter half of the Allegiant book. The third movie was called Allegiant um was originally meant to wrap up the series uh was pushed back and then was changed to a tv series following the disappointing box office return and the tv series was then canceled so the people that love that allegiant
0: book they have yet to see the second half uh put screen (laughs) it's just a bummer it's it's a bummer when anything like that gets canceled even if like you weren't into it because it's just like people are getting left on the hook like that sucks both like the people working on it and the viewers like that's just a bummer for everybody
1: yeah but but i also like can't help but like kind of be a, a dick about it and and think just like well i guess you guys just should have put it the one movie and not <laughs> not banked on people seeing it making more money uh and yeah. then making a second movie and so i guess like there was really
0: money. there was like um a real glut of those movies in theaters all at the same time Between like Hunger Games and that and a bunch of stuff that I probably don't even remember the name of. So I tell you what, Lemony Snicket, a
1: series of unfortunate events, did it right. They took three books, put them in one movie, and then didn't even make it clear in the movie that there's more books. And so even though there's still like eight books that they've never gotten to uh on well, the movie TV show, didn't they? they they did but it's not like it's not like all these people were left wanting really badly because it was like a cliffhanger or something I think in, you
2: the, know? in that in that tv show i think they only did like the first three anyway for like the first season they did the first, but, yeah. but
1: then they were able to keep going and they they finished it out yeah
2: i don't know i don't know of anybody who like stuck with it
0: yeah
1: yeah I, I made it halfway through the second season there mitch
0: the only books, I didn't read a lot of those books that were like a big hit when we were teenagers. So like, I feel like I missed that whole thing. Mm. Or even when we were kids, because I guess Lemony Snicket's older than that. I will admit that I read the Twilight books. I did read those. I read all four of those, actually. Nice. How do you feel about those movies? Um, I walked out of uh, Twilight Eclipse in the movie theater. Uh, when I went with my friends, but then as I've told before, I did walk into the last Airbender, uh, so I didn't win that battle at all. um I don't remember a lot of the movies. The last two seem bananas. The last two seem wild in a way that might be kind of fun, like in a, just a weird, campy, goofy way. And I genuinely love the baseball scene. I know that's a popular take now, <laughs> but like I think the baseball scene is great. <laughs> in that first movie yeah why is that a meme what happens in that scene I it's don't just because really it's just like super powered baseball like it's, it's out of
2: place and they're all wearing like it's
0: so out of place that they have uniforms they have like team uniforms and shit it's so silly it's so fun
2: i dress like the new york yankees
0: yeah um that's a good time anyway well, everybody twilight, go watch the baseball scene from twilight um that's your homework for this episode uh But now I think we should talk about Beyond Skyline a little bit more. There's a lot going on here, fellas. Don't feel like you have to encapsulate the whole movie in in your opening thoughts. But I do got to know, let's start with Liam. 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 What did you think about Beyond... Liam, Liam, are
1: you listening? (laughs) I got you. Sorry, I I thought you were trying to conjure up the director. But
0: no, I'm here. (laughs) If you say Liam five times in the mirror, Liam O'Donnell appears and he'll... Uh, add a new number to the name Skylines. <laughs> and he'll ask you for help as to where to put the yeah. four.
1: Yeah. When, it, when it's the fifth on one, one, I know
0: where he's putting the five. I yeah, think he's fine for the there. fourth one, if Liam O'Donnell, if you're listening, I think for the fourth one, I don't know if it's titled yet. I think you just need to, like Beyond Skyline, come up with a word you can easily put a four into. If it's an A, it probably works yeah, the best. You just need right. an A.
1: I mean, Scream 4 showed that to us. So. A skyline.
2: dead dead skyline. D- D- and Dead Mouse will tell you where to put the five. I mean,
0: so the movie is just called Four Skyline. Oh, no, call the movie that. That is, that. For that is Skyline. great. Four Skyline. There you go. That's a free one. You can have that one.
1: Now we need to con. con- we got to send-, send
0: him this episode so he knows what to call his new movie.
1: But anyway, Liam, what'd you think about Beyond Skyline? I'll tell you what, Corey and Mitch. Um, and listeners i r- i really enjoyed this movie for the first 30 minutes uh big okay. time I-, I was surprised how much i was enjoying this um i really liked the approach it took where it was on the ground like you said Corey. you said that might that's similar to battle of los angeles uh it battle might be colon, i'd have los to re-watch angeles. that movie again
0: to see if i'm right it yeah. gave
2: me those vibes because
0: it's like from the this i haven't period. seen that movie in a decade i haven't it's seen not from a, a similar too. period this movie came out six years after. It's not from a similar period. Yeah, I suppose you're right.
2: Um,
1: but I, I, I liked that the characters were on foot. I really liked that they started off in the subway tunnel, um, and then they had to figure out how to get out, and they're just kind of like working together. Some of them are meeting each other, like the, the yeah. train conductor comes in. Liam into famously it. loves public transit, so... <laughs> I do like public transit. I like that you just got a, a a motley crew of people in there. And if you just got to work together with them, what would that be like? And so I like that the movie started like that. I, I do really get freaked out by aliens. Um, even though I'm not a big sci-fi guy, Like the concept of aliens do just freak me out. So when I realized that this is an alien movie, because I did not know that, and we see a light coming from the sky, I, was, I, I thought that was pretty sick. Um, and unfortunately for me... This movie does have a lot of different settings, uh, a lot of different like things that drive the plot at different times. Like at at one point, they need to save uh, a teenage kid or like a young man, young adult kid, and then they got to save a baby, and then they've got everything Corey described in that plot. And I just found that I basically was interested in each one. less than the previous one. And so what that amounted to by the end of it was uh, a movie that I wasn't that into. Um, Especially because, like, whereas Shin Godzilla, where I also had a similar problem, the movie lost me as it went on. I started off so high on Shin Godzilla, um, and I didn't start off quite that high on Beyond Skyline, even though I was digging it. And so it ends up just being sort of a a movie that's not really in my wheelhouse like i i'm not much of an action movie or sci-fi movie guy and so this sort of just feels like how i imagine a lot of uh, non-horror fans feel when they watch like a a pretty standard tropey horror movie where it's just like it just feels like so ridiculous and pointless and 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 not fun and self-serious um it, it ended up to me just feeling like it was like I was watching people bang action figures together and make pretend and like it's so cool that like these big monsters are like fighting and stuff and we're like smashing them together. And uh, It just felt it felt kind of childish by the end of it. So uh, wasn't all that into it, but uh, I did like it more than I thought I would because I I didn't even think I would uh, like um, if this was the action movie that action sci-fi movie that I thought it might be just based on the title alone. Um, I thought that I would like it even less. And so, you know, it was, uh, not really for me, but that's okay. What can you do? Can't win all the time.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah, that's fair. I think, I think a lot of people probably react to just anything that has this many pieces to it is going to have reactions like that, I think. But Mitch, what about you? where did you come down on?
2: Well, I sort of have this feeling every week, where it's like a sense of a sense of dread. And well, how did um, we
0: cultivate such a terrible feeling in ourselves? We got to be a little bit more optimistic.
2: I know, I know, because it was it's complete, rarely
0: terrible. Like, it's,
2: it rarely is, but I I don't know, I don't know why or how I do this, but it's there. We just all need to be medicated. I think.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, but
2: in this case, I think it's completely unwarranted. I really like this movie, um, and I went in kind of like ready to not like it like i thought that all the characterizations are in in were weak and in my notes i'm looking over at the start i'm just like oh like cliche cliche like you're telling me right when they have the father son moment but punching the guy and the aliens yeah, welcome invade. to a movie i know i know but <laughs> I, I i just like i just like was not vibing with that right and I, I didn't think that the characterizations at the start of the movie were particularly imaginative and i was like oh like i'm not loving this i like the concept of you know the taking of Pelham one, two, three, but instead of being hijacked by uh, Robert Shaw and a bunch of goons and Martin Balsam, it's a bunch of aliens and they're uh, hijacking the entire human race. Um, wow. Yeah. So I, I liked that. And I thought that that was a good going out, even though I, I thought that probably the first section of the movie, in my opinion, was the weakest. Um, wow. So I'm, mm. we got to do these rankings now. I'm different. Maybe not the weakest, but I thought it was weak. Yeah, we gotta rank um, the segments for sure. I thought it sagged a bit in the midsection with the spaceship. But nevertheless, I thought that it sort of kept it together in part because they do this sort of I guess like cosmic ambiguity going on with the aliens, and you don't quite know what their deal is. And they spin a fairly good yarn. Um, and there's good exposition like with with like the light and good imagery of these people walking towards it. And I thought it was evocative and it kept me interested. Um and as the movie progressed, I just think it everybody involved in it just seems to be having so much fun and it's like a fun concept and a fun movie. And it's it's a movie that I think exists just purely for fun. And I think that's like a, a great thing and I ended up having a really good time with it. I, I don't think you're gonna find like anything uh like too deep or too profound, but I think like the like it's got great sort of like cosmic themes that might make you think a little bit, and there is like a you know, it's a it's a fun movie.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah, I uh, I'll tell you what, guys, the the Beyond Skyline Defender has logged on because I think this movie's fucking great. I was hooting and hollering the whole time. I was having the time of my life, and every time the movie pivoted to a new thing like my notes become increasingly deranged my
2: notes are deranged
0: (laughs) my notes on this movie movie read like the ravings of an absolute madman yeah um (laughs) sounds
2: like you got book of henry i have like i have like like, flamethrower martial arts machete knife kill oh nice it's in lao
0: yeah i have notes that say like um we love a big glowing orb don't we folks the child is hope i love poetic cinema finally this movie has space for an alien blood transfusion thanks to the spike weapon arm tube the
2: six month premature baby already has hair
1: Yeah, that baby was... (laughs) When I realized that this movie was actually M. Night Shyamalan's old before that movie happened, I was pretty stoked. It's
0: a spaceship that makes you old.
1: I mean, like, that was the moment when I knew, okay, this movie actually, like, has some swerves in it. Yeah, Uh, I do
0: also have a note that says, all lowercase this movie has an insane amount of shit going on and then all uppercase the sentence instantly becomes the baby is growing i fucking knew it (laughs) (laughs) there's an alien egg now too holy shit this movie has everything and that was the energy i was bringing to this entire viewing uh (laughs) (laughs) motherfucker my natural birth alarms are going off in my cyber alien (laughs) robot suit <laughs> dude i was having such a good time um yeah this movie is wild i had a great uh, time
2: too with it like honestly i i, I was man. having so
0: much fun um yeah man hooting and hollering is the best way i can describe it i i agree that i was really hooked with the first 30 minutes um when i kind of thought it was going to stay at that level and tone for basically the whole time. Cause so I was like, Oh, that's an interesting take on like the alien invasion look. And I liked that. It was like concurrent with the other movie. I thought that was neat. Um, and then it just blows that whole thing the fuck up. And I think that's like, that might even be a better idea. Um, but it's a way I, better idea. I deeply respect this movie's ambition.
1: I do too. Uh, yeah, absolutely. This movie
0: is like, we can do everything and then they do. Um, And they do it all with like incredible competency. Like there's nothing about this that's like embarrassingly bad or even like tonally misjudged because when a movie has this many things in it, it's all gravy, baby. You know, like we're fucking here. We are beyond Skyline. You're right. This movie
2: is a smorgasbord. Like, if you just, like, want to unwind on your couch and, like, yeah. go for a ride. If you
0: want to yell at Frank Grillo with a mouth full of popcorn, yeah. this is it. Um, Yeah, I, I agree that the movie sags a bit when they get up on the spaceship and you have Trent and Audrey in those weird cocoons swinging across a chasm like the Descent. And, um... No, the descent two. I guess let's be clear. Yeah, um, and uh he's getting the baby, and then you have Jared's brain in in a cyber alien Robo husk.
2: Yeah, once he starts working with them, I think it starts getting interesting, and it's and then it gets interesting. Yeah, but and uh, it, there is. But then they get to
0: uh Wow, and I'm like, oh, I'm in. I'm yeah. back. I'm back, baby. And then like there are entire sequences where it basically just becomes a martial arts movie. And then you're like, oh, that's why you got the guy who edited fucking like Rambo and the Expendables. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> like and um Yeah, uh this movie's wild. Uh yeah. but I had a lot of fun. Um I would also like to agree that the the aliens in this movie are fucking horrifying. Their whole gimmick is we have a terrible hypnotizing blue light, and then we suck you into space at like Mach 5 into a ship and also we rip your brain clean out of your skull and harvest your unborn children like crops they say holy shit it's gruesome i was genuinely caught out by how um graphic that is not that it's like viscerally gross but it's like really shocking conceptually time it happens and conceptually it's like really upsetting the first
1: time is a big moment and i think that's the first time i remembered that the movie was rated r because you know Mm -hmm. i watched this movie on netflix before i hit play i saw that it was rated r i thought that was interesting because a lot of these uh big budget action movies tend to be pg-13 um are for rambunctious and it, it does get very rambunctious and in one of the more rambunctious moments uh on on solid land a robot
0: <laughs> i guess it's an alien but it kind of looks robotic see uh, i couldn't figure that out sorry i don't mean to cut you off but like my notes go back and forth on whether i'm calling it like a robot or an alien or a mech or anything like i just could not tell <laughs> Yeah,
1: I would have liked some clarity in the alien design here. I appreciate that it's not your uh, kind of typical late 2010s alien alien where it's like, like Stranger Things, Quiet Place, Cloverfield... All those aliens sort of look similar. And mm-hmm. this was a bit more unique in all the lights on it. And it kind of does look more like an android type thing. Yeah. And it's um, sort of
2: classical sci fi of like the brain snatcher. Like it, it, uh, yeah, it's got that going for it that sort of technological alien race.
1: Yeah. And I, I really liked when that, that was shown to us and just like the way that that scene is framed when the woman first gets her brain ripped out. Um, I mean, well, when the, when the first woman who gets her brain ripped out, gets it ripped out the way I said, it sounded like she got her brain ripped out twice. It only happens once, but she's the first one it happens. To. And um, it comes out of nowhere. Like even her just getting grabbed absolutely came out of nowhere. Cause it came at the tail of an action scene, but I found that it didn't do the typical, action movie thing where it's like everything's quiet and like you have like a wide shot and the sound kind of gets sucked out and it's like over emphasizing that it's now a calm moment and something big happens. It didn't quite do that. It, It really did surprise me when she got grabbed. And then when her brain got ripped out, I mean, absolutely shocking. And so I was actually a bit disappointed with the way that the aliens and their plans were handled from most of that point on because i thought that that brain ripping was so gnarly um and these aliens were obviously like so nefarious we know that now that i would have liked for the i would have liked to feel that tension basically from that point on that these aliens are like really up to something bad and like uh are gonna gut you and do something with your brain but i didn't quite feel that and that might be because one of the aliens I- ends up being a good
0: guy pretty soon two, two of them do
1: right yeah yeah, yeah. and so w- now that i've like associated that image of the robotic alien with like something that isn't gonna harm them it w- in the jared character maybe that sort of put me at ease but um when you say it on paper, like Corey just did, and actually uh, the characters end up saying that near the end of the movie too, like they realize what the aliens are doing, and I think the Frank Grillo character says it, but I didn't really feel it. I didn't feel a whole lot of tension like on that ship. I wasn't scared of the aliens, and I felt like I I could have been if uh, if some things were just done a bit differently, I guess.
0: I, I almost think that... Um... It, it maybe just lacks like a touch of clarity because you know most of those aliens as we see are just brains put in like a weird suit right. there's really there's only one guy who's framed as the like main alien mm-hmm. the one that fights trent or jared or something one of the two good ones um so it's it's operating maybe more in like hive mind terms or it's connected to the ship that we see in space at the end i don't think right. it's um it's like these are all individual aliens, which definitely muddies it a little bit. Do you, but like, also, well, while you don't find them scary, do you find them compelling? Like Um
2: Huh. Cause I, I do. I think that the like the design of these aliens yeah, is, is yeah. very evocative and sort of I think like there's that one line where they said that they planted us here thousands of years ago to collect us later, like crops. Potentially and there's there's yeah, it's speculation, right? But there's there's a lot going on that I think is really interesting, and I already mentioned that sort of blue light in the in the subway. Yeah, the super- light is
0: fucked up too, because like it yeah. like uh, it like burns out your eyes.
2: Yeah. A lot of it really reminds me of Mass Effect, like and like the
0: yeah it does look like that guy the aliens do yeah and like the, the blue
2: well the blue husks like when they're looking at the light that looks their eyes look like the husks but
0: yeah everything else doesn't but, yeah. the alien design is definitely less movie but it is pretty video gamey yeah which i don't say as a as like a derisive. no no neither do i but like it's definitely part whatever that guy from mass effect is and part like the arbiter from halo yeah <laughs> and like you kind of get there um google it if you don't know what we mean or i guess just watch beyond skyline and you'll figure it out but um yeah the aliens are a weird kind of enigma because then also beyond that they have a um there's so many layers here because they're they have like a weird cocoon room where they keep people they have a pit where they keep people uh they harvest brains and babies and kill people. And also they have mech suits that look like different aliens. I'm choosing to call them mech suits because I don't know how else to describe it. Cause an alien gets inside and it's either a big four legged thing or a big two legged guy. And they can like, some of them can shoot lasers and some of them have big, like reach out, steal your body appendages and big, like mouth hands, big, big mouth, like tentacle things. Yeah. So like yeah. these aliens are all over the map. And honestly, I think all of those weird, Parts to that um, almost makes it more interesting because you're just like, what the fuck is up with these guys? How do they do this? And I have no idea. It, and that's kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, it, it also uh, um, it goes along with um, the rest of the movie just being such a I don't want to say hodgepodge because hodgepodge sounds negative, but just having so many things in it. It's a yeah, it's a real like
2: romp. <laughs> It's all over the place, but in the best possible way.
0: Yeah, I will say the opening is so good. I really, I genuinely really like the opening. It's corny, but like, well,
2: like how we get it just pulls into the LA.
0: PD yeah, where it's like, oh, we haven't got the, we, got the, in a while. we got the good-hearted fuck-up cop, and they want him back gonna on co- the force. Gonna come back to work anytime soon, and his mm. son's getting into some trouble, and the, and yeah. they're not having a good time. But I like how it sets that up very kind of matter of factly and um the character or the actors i should say are doing a good job with like the archetypes with which they're being presented i found it i found like it sort of archetypical and and flat
2: but i feel like it's like enough to work with for the kind of movie that we're dealing with yeah but i
0: think but within five minutes like the circumstances have pivoted so hard that it doesn't feel like that anymore yeah because i suppose i suppose
2: their history doesn't really matter as much it's very much a movie that lives within the moment um like, every good action <laughs> fucking, movie. Yeah. Nah, every good um, movie, really. But, but, but I also
0: think, like, even if, like, you look at, like, Mark and that, like, mm. good-hearted cop who's fucking it up and also a dad who's having a bad time with his kid, that archetype it c- gets completely reframed if you put it into, like, an alien invasion or you put it into, like, that subway circumstance and, like, leading a group of straggling strangers. Like, the way the movie manages to consistently recontextualize things that otherwise might be kind of trite to make them more interesting is a really good idea because i'd rather a movie that kept me on my toes and was giving me fucking whiplash every 30 minutes and a movie that doesn't care about like the history of its of its characters too much it's this movie is interested in how are these people reacting to this right now Mm -hmm. and we're just going to keep putting them in situations and seeing what happens yeah um and i like that and i think that's better than the alternative which is the slow paced on the ground version of this that you might get. Um, Cause it runs through a lot of those cliches pretty quickly. Like you've the partner who sacrifices himself so they can get away. Yeah. With, with like the cliche sort of quip, like and then it just, it just does not go well for him
2: at all. No, but it's yeah. Like a lot of these people just aren't around long enough to care. And like, that might not sound like a, like that might not sound like your bag, but I think there's enough, like going on with the central relationships of the characters to kind of keep it interesting. And it moves along fast enough into such outrageous, uh, vistas that it's kind of, it's worthwhile.
0: Yeah. I think that's a better idea than the alternative. And then yeah. like you, you have the stuff on the ship, which I think it's interesting because it's maybe the most narratively important part, but it's definitely the part that I care about the, like that I was the least compelled by is what mm. I should say. Um, I think from an art design perspective, a lot of
2: the stuff in the ship is also kind of flat. And I think it's a sci fi hodgepodge. Yeah. It's like something you've seen late night on Space Channel. Or like
1: <laughs> I like that, th- that this time, that Corey,
0: you're confident in using hodgepodge in yeah, negative it's a negative way. It's a <laughs> I don't mean it in like a mean way, but it's kind of bland. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It, it's, uh, I felt that as well. And during that spaceship scene, I was also realizing that. This alien that I just saw rip someone's brain out—they're not actually freaking me out—and it's like a good while until we see another brain rip. It's not until they're on land again. Um, but I I did like the spaceship stuff more than when they land in uh, Laos, right? Um, I liked it more because I thought that once they landed, it it took a while for things to get like goofy fun again, and it started to just feel a bit a bit like typical action movie like where like where they meet the uh the dude that kind of has like tech knowledge and they they talk to him in his little area and like they they meet someone new that they uh, butt heads with, but then they end up cool with each other. And I didn't quite understand how that relationship switched
2: so quickly. It's because so, of the, the Laotian death squads that are that would have got them. That's true. I
1: guess they bonded over it. Um, but I, I found once they landed, it took a while for for things to get as ridiculous as they had been even on the ship like because that's where the baby is born and when we realize that it's aging rapidly and um it's also where we had that great pit that they were suspended over in the cocoons and i did Do you mean think that it's
0: a good pit or that it's a big
1: pit it's it both um i did think they were like suspended up there a bit too long and just like swinging for so long but i i thought once they did complete the swing and she did that thing where she was like yo let go when i grabbed the thing and so she grabbed the ledge and then like flipped all the way over and was holding on and then there's a a scene a bit later where we see someone like fall down the entire bottomless pit and like i thought i thought that was pretty sick so there was some good stuff on that ship and there's also good stuff on land but the movie (laughs) spends more time on land and so we're talking about
0: this movie like it's in the navy (laughs) yeah (laughs) it kind of does have that feel to it though and now we're in a different port (laughs) we're docking in different ports yeah we're porting in different lands um i will also say that i like how the movie in a very matter-of-fact way shows um normal ordinary people thriving in extraordinary circumstances like the fact that maybe the woman that drives your subway can flip herself onto precarious ledges and bottomless pits you know maybe it isn't that cool you know what i mean (laughs) like i like how it's very um it treats a lot of its grandeur with like a very matter of fact presentation um including like the alien violence which i think is smart it's
2: uh, well it's kind of like a it's it treats its grandeur with like a yeah 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 we know like
0: here's some <laughs> come more. on we have to get to the next part it's in yeah. a place <laughs> yeah it I, does I, not I, give I like you time that. to stop and smell the roses at all no and then so so okay so we have the first chunk of the movie uh on the ground family drama alien invasion starts uh-oh and then we have um Spaceship escape plan slash sabotage heist thing and then we get to crash ship wake up in a foreign place need to get familiar with everybody around and team up to stop bad guy that happens to be aliens and this is the part where it just goes eh want to just be an action movie for a while like a really like just this is an action yeah.
2: ass movie Like we're gonna have like like explosions in the jungle and like and we're
0: gonna get like real martial mines. artists and they're gonna fucking fight yeah like and it's we'll gonna be hardcore shit like,
2: tunnel combat and yeah. Like, um, yeah and i love this part all. uh
0: because so first I. of all um if the tonal whiplash felt like it broke my neck mm. i was like wait what's happening because you start and you've just got um eco uase and uh pamela and she and they've just got like Fucking biker helmets, so they don't get sucked up by the light, and they're just like fighting the the military, <laughs> and they're just like, whoa, <laughs> okay. And then our our protagonists show up, and then they don't trust him because he's a cop, <laughs> and um, they end up having like they want to protect the baby, and uh, uh, Kanye doesn't trust the baby, and then uh, fucking Sua and Mark end up having like a fucking uh karate fight in a mud pit. Which is genuinely awesome, and I do want to say that Which I evolves really, into a knife fight. Which evolves into a knife fight, and I do... And then they just decide that they're better off on each other's team by the end. Like, it, that fight doesn't even resolve. They just yeah. have a more urgent threat that they need to attend to. The The fight was sick, but I do
1: wish that uh, that relationship change felt more seamless. Like, I, I thought I had, like, blacked out for a few <laughs> minutes and missed whatever made them friends
0: yeah. and, and so the it, 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 they, enemy just, like, they just respect each other because they've proven themselves in the arena of combat
2: the, the common enemy is not the alien race that is attacked but it's like the like the roving bands of like and police it's the, it's the are, military, the military yeah. paramilitary that like which seems like kind of implausible to me i'd like to think that if the humanity was being attacked by aliens that i think we would we'd <laughs> find we'd know we'd find a common enemy you know
0: but i genuinely think you're being maybe too not. optimistic maybe not yeah but I uh, i really like the way it's shot the action is and I, th- I think again this goes with um you got two things you got editors who have worked on action movies you've got experienced martial artists doing your stunts and you've got a cinematographer who in doing a lot of music videos you know knows how to handle action and movement because these things are shot it's not too close there's not too many cuts you understand the spatiality of every fight scene you know who's where and when you know what move they're doing you know what result it has this isn't like liam neeson taking 14 cuts to climb a fence like it's very visceral intelligible legible action and i think that's great because you just get to watch talented people do it and that's really fun love watching talented people do it
1: yep <laughs> now, I I agree with you. I was impressed when when the fight scenes came, and there wasn't really any of those fight scenes in that first half. Like you can tell, they were saving
0: it for this section
1: of the yeah, movie. Yeah, they're like we're gonna let
0: a... those two actors show up, and they're gonna fucking pop off.
1: Yeah, which is is really really cool. And so it was just like those character moments and and the stuff that happened in between that that confused me. But still, um even though I said the first half hour is when like, I was all the way invested the movie still has a lot of great moments peppered all the way through. And like uh, one great one uh, is uh, when they're back on land and uh, <laughs> someone gets, uh, that's uh, all you
0: can think about with this movie is who is standing where, <laughs>
1: yeah uh are we, are, we land? are we in space someone like two people like literally get slammed wwe style through a bamboo <laughs> table oh my god it's awesome which is
2: fucking badass yeah
1: that, that was when there was like two simultaneous fight scenes happening between the two women and uh two dudes i don't remember who. and, was the, and the, the, the poor dance.
2: innocent babe watches as carnage comes forth yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was really good. I love. I I liked, th- just like going through that bamboo table. Just like showed me that. Okay, yeah, this movie is just. Uh, it's it's just it knows where it's bred. It's
0: buttered, and I appreciate that as a WWE fan. Um, but no, I agree a hundred percent, and I think that the transition to like um, on the grounds in the in the like uh under the temple drug runner trap haven is the closest the movie gets to having a smooth transition uh because i just buy that we're watching a different movie now and i feel like it just it commits to that hard enough that and it feels so different from what came before they're just like okay i'm with you and this is also the part where they start offloading all of the like scientific exposition uh, with that doctor character which just gets so goes so off the rails so fast this this baby has He's, like mutated DNA that spins a good alien he doess <laughs> I can't
2: I can't argue with the man I mean I mean he he does like raise some interesting points makes like the central sort of idea and concept of these aliens it gives them gravity it gives them or it gives them at least like a like a level of like menacing context that i you know that is like malleable yeah, and, I, and pliable and, and works for you know the the situation
0: and i i like i like him performance wise too at first i didn't think i was going to but what i like about it is that everybody carries a different degree of like fish out of waterness yeah with the situation whereas like because you've got well, who would are well sure but like you've got our core group uh our big three, if you will, which is the baby and then Mark and Audrey, who are like, way the fuck out, because they're like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. This shit's crazy. Popping off, whatever. And then you've got the uh you've got like the doctor science scientist man, uh, who is like kind of in the middle where it's like you see you feel like he's maybe seen some shit, like he kind of gets it, but he's definitely caught out by how otherworldly this is getting. And then when you've got um the people who live there you've got sua and kanya who have been through this he actually makes a direct comparison to having survived the apocalypse before because the country got ravaged by american bombs and you have the irony of of sarge who who dies
2: in southeast asia after he's not been there for 50 years
0: yeah and i like that those characters are framed as having a readiness for the apocalypse because they've been through things humans have done to each other already but another reason why I like that is because it helps set a nice, um, slope for how people adjust because you fall into different archetypes pretty quickly. Like, uh, Frank Grillo was able to just become like a different brand of action man. And then the doctor kind of maintains his sort of like, Whoa, this is wild. And then, um, Audrey also gets a chance to kind of become action man herself. Um, but I like that. It's not like everybody is constantly on the same page all the time. Like this movie is interested in two things, like what's in what's immediately happening and how to get to the next crazy thing. But I do like that. It still takes time to at least gesture at setting up why those things are happening. Cause it does just enough to like get you going through the rest of it. And um, I like the way that it gets into that. It's like, okay, we're here now here we are we're fighting okay we're friends now get used to it because this is the rest of the movie and i'm like okay you got it yeah like, it's actually effective and it shouldn't work it shouldn't work at
2: all but it does it's completely implausible like how it and and then it jumps to like you know the next chapter of you know what's what's coming next like we're using their tech against them hell yeah baby and then Eight yeah. guitar solos play <laughs> and then you've got like those sensational bloopers because it looked like everybody just had so much fun making this
0: god yeah this movie was a was blast a well and then the movie actually also uh lest we forget transitions into like a big kaiju monster fight yeah uh when they're trying to like sabotage the alien spaceship with uh alien human baby yeah blood bombs i bet you that even
2: the guys <laughs> who did like the the cg like in their in their rooms like had just like a like a great time oh yeah you like, kidding just making these monsters like every aspect of the production it seems like the assembly cut of
0: this movie must have been wild yeah (laughs) before they started cut i want to know what got cut out of this movie so bad oh god what didn't make it (laughs) because it
2: is really like that's a really interesting question because it it walks such a deft line like you have
0: to wonder like if this is what we got and the pace is so brisk that like they trimmed any fat whatsoever Yeah. Out of
2: it. I think sometimes to the
0: expense of, like,
2: you know, characterizations, but that's, like, not really why. They
0: they had their goals. They they had their goals. Liam O'Donnell sat down at a typewriter one day and he said, I'm going to write some crazy shit. Yeah. (laughs) And this is like, and he wrote 300 pages of madness and then he whittled uh, it down to like a cool 70 and that's the movie they made. No rewrites. <laughs> yeah, imagine
1: if he's like about this movie <laughs> Maybe now. Rewrites. He's Probably like, rewrites. you know, I'm really not proud of that movie. They only kept like 20% of my stuff in. I had so much more I wanted to do. Like imagine. Yeah. yeah. One I'm day excited. there's going to be a I director's love, cut of this. It is I love knowing
0: that he made another one and he's making another one i yeah, love that i love the fact that he's dedicated to this i hope he's is, still
2: having a great time with it
0: it is seems this, like he is
1: is this enough for you guys to check out sky lines
0: yes
2: yes i love yes but that. i think we ought to do it as a podcast
0: yes and also uh daniel bernhardt's in that movie and we love him over here because daniel bernhardt features prominently in the television show mortal no Kombat, way. Kombat conquest no way. he's one of the three leads
1: <laughs> so uh Man, that's crazy. I feel, like, I feel like we've brought up like seven people who are one of the three leads. That's
0: amazing. Well, that's... Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> but he actually is. He's one of the... He's he's like on the art. He's on the key art. That's how you know you're, you're a big deal with the show that you're in. There you go. Um, but uh, yeah, and then it's funny because you're so enraptured by the story that the fact that everything else is like pretty good is really all I have to say about it where it's like for the budget range that I think this movie's in, like the effects are... Fine effects hmm. look good, um I think I like it more when they manage to do a lot with a little like the effects on people's faces when they're being like hypnotized by the light is really cool, yeah, twenty million budget by the way, okay, yeah, yeah, um and but like i I like how it shot it's shot perfectly well, but nothing like totally jumps out at me. I think the action well handled in that respect, uh, the music is maybe the one thing that didn't leave a massive impression on me. I don't really remember any of it, uh. Oh, you didn't hear that A uh, Pussycat's Doll Needle Drop? Oh, uh, that would... Dude, that would Directors have Director's Cut. Director's Come Cut on. is a Pussycat Doll's Needle Drop. Like, three times. It's the same song, but, like, three times. One for each word in the Pussycat Dolls. <laughs> that was the rule. <laughs> that, was the, that was the obligation. Um, you know, I just... This movie's just so fun. It's just like, if you want to hoot and holler with your friends or by yourself... I think you should watch Beyond Skyline, even if you come out of it more on like Liam's wavelength, which is a little bit more down on it than us. Liam, I think it's fair to say you still had a good time. Yeah, no, I don't regret watching this at all. Oh, right. damn! Some of it was shot in Toronto,
2: Ontario, in Oh, I wonder if that Toronto standing with the in for Los Angeles. <laughs> I yeah. bet you that's it,
1: because <laughs> um, because I'm surprised to hear this is twenty million dollars. It feels like much more. Like every dollar of that yeah. is on screen. Like, they did like, a really good
2: job. I know Drive in like 2011, which was admittedly before, was like 16 million or something. Right, 15 million. Yeah,
0: I want this movie to have the kind of cult status that Drive has, which is 2011. Yeah, (laughs) that's all I'm saying. I want college kids to have Beyond Skyline posters. This movie is if you thought Drive needed more aliens and karate in it yeah, that really is a horrible c- comparison I'm it is sorry. the I'm, worst possible comparison <laughs> the,
2: well, the different movies um but this movie it says on wikipedia that the, the box office was only like was shy
0: of a million that's but, criminal
2: uh,
1: it, it had to be marketing right because i that has to be why i didn't hear about this
0: th- but this movie's release strategy there's no way it relied on theatrical box office I don't so think if, they, if they're making gotta be. two more it's got to be like streaming and like red box rentals right yeah. like people you're at walmart and there's a red box in there i don't think canada has this anymore but i i've seen it and uh, you can just like pick up a movie and go i feel like that's where this movie is kind of like bread and buttered and yeah, um it's screened a few places but then it was yeah released and honestly, on honestly like, and digital i, December, I think watching this in a theater oh. would be fun but I think it's perfectly suited to just popping on at home. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah I, I with, bet you
2: like boys, <laughs> I bet you it would be like great with like the big screen treatment. Cause the
0: effects do look good. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that skyline Four, a skyline, uh, manages to <laughs> make that happen. Yeah. And they, they do do like
2: enough, like actual stunt work that, and they go to some really cool locations that I mean, like it, I bet you it would be great on a big screen.
0: Yeah. But, yeah. Um, do we want to rank the segments? Let's first of all we have to agree on what all the segments are. Okay. Yeah. So we have from the opening of the movie until the spaceship. That's one segment, IMO. I don't think there's a reason to split that into two segments. Here here. Fair, <laughs> okay. fair enough.
2: Yeah. I think I think you could say like before alien invasion after alien. Yeah, because you could
0: you could say like you could say opening of the movie up until when the subway gets Mm. they get off the subway and then from the subway to the spaceship but i feel like that's being too pedantic
2: yeah or it's 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 making too many cuts this is a movie we're gonna have to make lots of them so you have
0: to treat this like sean albertson and banner gwynn treated it which is like every cut matters like Liam o'donnell treated it every word matters so let's 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 be precise but let's not be too picky let's so let's say from the opening of the movie to alien ship And then we have, I think, alien ship up until the end of that fight between Jared and the head alien when the ship crashes. And then we have from them arriving to Sua and Kanya up until... This is the part where I want to make a cut before the movie actually ends because I think it's four pieces and not three. That would go up until the aliens arrive on mass and then you would get like the kaiju fight at the end up until the credits of the movie. Does that seem fair? That does seem fair. Okay.
1: Uh, okay. Let me, let me hear one of you guys rank first just to make sure I got all these, <laughs> Corey, all these you points go first secure
2: okay. you go. Those all sound like fine distinctions, but just go through it again. Okay. And- so I think,
0: okay. I got to make a choice here. Okay. So I think my first favorite, my favorite part is the opening of the movie up until the spaceship Interesting. Um, and then my second favorite part would be arriving in uh Lao, and then you know like the fighting and the getting to know everybody and all the science and whatever, and then it's probably the spaceship, and then it would be like the kaiju fight at the end. I think. Let's go with that. Okay. Um, because the kaiju fight at the end really does feel like it comes out of fucking nowhere. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. So I'll go. I would say opening before Spaceship is my favorite Um, because because at that point, you know, I just it was like I'm wondering where's this movie going to going to go at that point? Like anything was possible. Right. And I just I was into that excitement. Um, So opening before Spaceship was my favorite. Then the Spaceship was my favorite. Um, Okay,
0: so chronological order so far.
1: Yeah. And. It's going to continue because then it would be arriving in Lao and with the martial arts fighting and stuff. But those two things, I got to tell you, those two, th- the spaceship and arriving in Lao are pretty close together. It's just more stuff bored me in Lao in the talking. Um, uh, and on the spaceship, there was less talking, but the action in Lao was better than the action in the spaceship. But I. Uh,
0: okay, I, I understand. You that. know what
1: I mean? But I was still into the movie more with the spaceship because all that talky stuff hadn't happened yet. Um, But yeah, the martial arts stuff really is very adept and cool. Um, And then it would be the kaiju fight. That is what I was referring to when I said that the movie ends up feeling like make pretend like action figures banging together. Um, That just like seeing those digital kaiju robot alien things just smash into each other was so much less cool than uh the actual martial arts fighting and it it started to feel a bit uh i thought that was a bit of a weak ending um so yeah chronological for me
0: Mm
2: -hmm. my conclusion would be my favorite part is when they arrive in lao um it just i love it makes me nostalgic for when I lived in Southeast Asia. I visited so many, you know, temples. Uh, this, granted, this was shot in Indonesia, but I would, which I've never, I've never been. I've also never been to Laos. Laos is a very cool country, though. I've always wanted to. I wanted to go. I, I lived like right next to it in Hanoi, but didn't make it. Um, but yeah, so that was my that was my favorite uh, sequence. And then I think the next one would be. And I know I said that it sagged in here, but I think the alien sort of spaceship sequence, and then it's like the the mech fighting near the end in the temple. Just because, like, I'm here for it by then, and then the first part's <laughs> probably my least favorite.
0: I can't believe the first part's your least favorite, but it's a toss-up, right?
2: Between yeah,
0: yeah, it at least builds up enough that like by the time there's a kaiju fight happening, you're like, sure, why yeah. wouldn't this happen? Um, <laughs> I found that the, the the sort of the
2: first half, I thought that there was plenty about it that it was evocative, but um, like the characterizations and like the design of it felt very familiar um, in a sense. And I think the movie uh, decided to take more risks as it progressed. So I found it more interesting because it was, I'm this movie is safe to say that it's unlike anything I've ever seen, except for, I think the first sort of bit of the movie uh, is reminiscent of a lot of sort of mainstream um disaster alien flicks
0: yeah i honestly this makes me uh hugely more interested in seeing skylines with a three (laughs) me too i i want to see it yeah and i feel like that's high praise you can put on a movie which is like it makes me want to see the next one feels like you know like a pretty good (laughs) starting point or i would watch more of
1: this because on this show there's a whole lot of next ones and and normally that doesn't happen we end up seeing what we see for the show and that's it but i i would definitely watch the next one for the podcast
0: i was very pleasantly surprised by this movie this movie's great i had fun what more do you need
2: i don't know i'm i'm absolutely full after this it's a it's a it's a large meal this movie it's
0: it's a buffet i'm not a cinematic buffet wanting too much more i mean I still can't believe that in this movie there is uh, the spaceship has a tube that you can stick your arm in that gives you a spike weapon. And then after the ship is completely destroyed and crashes and they're fighting in the temple, he finds that part of the ship and goes, oh, I know what I can do. Hey, buddy, stick your arm in here.
1: Yeah. And, and, that, and then it, it, it comes works, up and later like, where it's go. like, I have alien blood in me. I've been marked.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, sure, you totally have, Mark. You're right. Like, I think it's great. Uh, I think Liam O'Donnell crushed this. I would like to say uh, that he has announced a new movie. It is called The Wreck, and it is a shark attack movie. Oh, about fuck, scu- yeah. About scuba diving for World War II battleship wreckage in the Caribbean. Yeah, I got to see that. <laughs> Uh, They find themselves trapped inside an underwater labyrinth of rusted metal surrounded by great white sharks. Let's fucking go.
2: I love shark movies.
0: Uh, Yeah. Okay. I think that's about it from us on this. Uh, We do know what's happening next week. No Genero, unfortunately, for people that like the Genero. Um, Unfortunately for William Castle. Unfortunately for William Castle, who might be a little bored this week. Uh, If you want to join in, uh, we do have a guest next week. Uh, we will tease that as we get closer to, but I will tell you what that guest chose to watch. It is a sequel to the 1993 smash hit action film, The Fugitive. Uh, we are watching U.S. Beyond Marshalls. the Fugitive, Beyond the the Fugitive with a three at the end. Um, the, the four, the four, the fugitive, the fugitive. <laughs> We're watching the Tugitive, aka U.S. Marshals, U <laughs> five <U5> Marshals, <laughs> with um with Tommy Lee Jones and Wesley Snipes, huh? And uh, I don't know what we're in for with that, and neither do they. So stay tuned for that. Um, but first, Mitch, do you have anything you want to plug? <laughs>
2: <laughs> he hurt himself
0: on that one. He got. He's, he he's. And
2: everyone in my house, much like the subway
0: car, will have to fight them off. <laughs> Who is this? What voice is this? Do we think? What is this evoking? I. Yeah, I don't know. I. I don't know. I guess he. I hope they won. I hope they succeeded because he stopped making noise. Um. But <laughs> Liam, uh, what do you have? Anything you want
1: to plug? Yeah, You guys can find my film writing, Alter Ego Graham the Haunted Marshmallow, on
0: Twitter and Letterboxd. The username is Graham the Mallow, And uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Letterboxd, that Mr. Corey Price. And you can listen to the other show that I mentioned earlier that I did with our friend Neil, MK Podquest, uh, which started with us watching the Daniel Bernhardt smash hit television series, Mortal Kombat Conquest, and it's spread out into all sorts of other stuff. We got the animated movies, we've got the live action movies, we've got all sorts of wacky stuff over there and uh, you can find that mk PodQuest like podcast but if you're going on an adventure and that's that's everywhere that's also a website you can go to mkpodquest.com actually it's all there i forgot that he made that until right now so just go to the website um and thank you all once again for listening to this episode of this podcast uh which does not have a website called they made another one (laughs) You can find us all over the internet, though. Still, don't worry. It's on Twitter at They Made Another. It's all one word. It's on Letterbox that TMAO. You can find episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Breaker. I said those in an order. I usually don't. That was a little weird. You can find it everywhere. It's so they made another one. You can reach us via email at at gmail.com with recommendations for future episodes, questions, comments, and your ranking of the segments of the movie beyond skyline uh, our fantastic thumbnail art is done by jade dickinson who you can find on instagram at jade sketches and uh with all that out of the way we'll catch you next week with u.s marshals and they made another one <laughs>